and it'll get you through too. If you don't stop that blubbering, you'll go to Derry, like like your Uncle Cecil and your Aunt Marjorie and... Mention of Derry had struck fear into the hearts of all three Clare children when they were growing up. For they knew that by Derry, the mother didn't mean a shopping trip under the bright lights of that metropolis. No, for Mrs. Clare, the name was code for a formidable mental institution, St. Ita's, on the outskirts of the city. And no, Ruby had no wish to pass through its sombre doors like Uncle Cecil, Aunt Marjorie, or the succession of relatives on her mother's side, who, whether for good or ill, had all done stretches there. Ruby's childhood was pockmarked by visiting hours within its soulless, sick green walls. She carried memories of a hollow-eyed Marjorie sitting wordless in a tub chair, staring forlornly at the floor, and the alcoholic Cecil shaking and chain-smoking his way through the trauma of yet another bout of post-Christmas blues, which, with relentless regularity, would bring each year of his to a close. As a teenager, Ruby herself had come close to being incarcerated, barely out of high school, with two C passes in religious knowledge and cookery, career choices narrowed to the convent or the kitchen, and Mrs. Clare had promptly packed her off to a waitressing job in Donegal to take her out of herself. The convent could wait. She needed to mix more. First time away from home, sharing a dorm with six young women, slim, quick girls, flitting about like finches in brightly coloured clothes and dainty shoes, had made Ruby all too painfully aware of her shortcomings. Ruby, the country bumpkin, in her bulky grey pinafore, self-made, using a woman's realm pattern, feet jammed into a pair of low-heeled cast-offs from a maiden aunt, an outfit certainly appropriate for that first, pietistic career choice, if the grounding in hospitality didn't work out. She was a figure of fun to those giddy roommates. She knew that. Could sense it in their smirking faces, the eyes that slid away guiltily from her hopeful smiles when she tried to connect. Slow Ruby, last at everything. In the classroom, on the sports field, on the dance hall floor. Not that her roommates ever gave her the chance to accompany them to dances. They'd stay out late and alight in the small hours, perching on the edge of their bunk beds, giggling behind painted fingernails and discussing boys till dawn broke. Sleep-deprived Ruby, out of her depth completely, stumbling into work, forgetting orders, dropping plates, tripping over a toddler and going headlong into the dessert trolley. And the last straw? Scalding a woman's bosom when handing over a cup of tea. I'll have you up for this, you clumsy lump! The woman, jumping up, screeching at the sight of her crimson cleavage and saturated top. She lasted a week. Mr. Ryan, the manager, calling her mother, Ruby in tears in his office. Come here, Mrs. Clare, and take your daughter home. She's a bloody liability, so she is. Mr. Ryan. Ruby's grip tightened on the needles. The frantic click-clacking slowed, Mr. Ryan's red face, fist flexed for combat. She shut her eyes tight. When she opened them again, she was riding home in her father's Hillman Imp. The memory of that journey. Painful, but safer. Yes, a whole lot safer than Mr. Ryan's office.
her mother's berating voice reaching down the years. What are you like? Couldn't stick at a good job for a week. Mr Ryan moved mountains to get you into the talk of the town. So many young ones queuing up for that job. But he was doing me a favour, being a third cousin of your father's half-brother Jamesy on his daddy's side. Now look what you've done. What am I going to tell the neighbours? I told everybody you were going away for the summer. Her daddy's big hands gripping the steering wheel. Capless in his Sunday suit, and it not even Sunday. Hair brill-creamed into a shiny skullcap. Fixing it a bother to him on a weekday, but needing to look respectable for this unexpected trip. Having to leave the hayfield in mid-afternoon to make the two-hour journey to Donegal. Oh, the trouble she'd caused. But he'd never blamed Ruby for that. Och.